I'm Michelle. I'm Fabian. We're a couple of kinesiologists talking all things exercise and health. Let's get started. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Couple of Kinesiologists podcast, episode three. And this is which training split is best for you. So welcome, Fabian. Welcome back, (laughs) y'all. Thanks for listening again. And the prior to the... Yeah, previous two episodes, we've gotten a lot of listens, so thank you very much. Um, today we're talking about yeah, what training split or you know what workout regimen or workout schedule is best for you when considering your workout schedule and how many days a week and what should I do on this day and how often should I blah 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 all that stuff. There's a number of different things that you want to consider before. Um, jumping in and saying, okay, cool, I'm doing XYZ this week. So the first one is, what is your goal? So we're thinking about goals here. Can you list off a few? Yeah. So one of one common goal I think that we often hear is fat loss, mm-hmm. which is sure. most commonly related to your diet and your caloric intake. Um, people think that if I go to the gym and I start working out, I am going to lose fat. I'm going to lose that weight. But there is definitely a diet component to it. And we'll talk about this more in another episode regarding caloric intake because that's a whole topic in itself. Um, Another goal that we commonly hear is gaining muscle size or getting big, getting a lot of muscle. Getting jacked. Yeah. Getting (laughs) yoked. Getting huge. Yeah. All those common terms is just... uh, (laughs) Just a common way of saying hypertrophy, which is building up muscle size. And this is more of the bodybuilding type of training. And what does that mean? So bodybuilding, like bodybuilding, like style of training usually involves, you know, it's not really the exercises that change, rather how much of it you're doing. So uh, it's, you know, generally high volume volume meaning sets and repetitions that you do and you know kind of and this is relatively speaking lower to moderate intensity uh intensity meaning how much weight so just a very easy example this would be like four sets of 12 repetitions on a bench press you know something that is moderately heavy not you know, excruciatingly heavy, or it's not so easy that where you can do, you know, 20 reps and be completely fine. This is something where usually you'll have a couple reps left in the tank. So you're working pretty hard. You're not maxing out every gym session with this kind of training. Correct. The typical rep range for training hypertrophy is between eight to 12. And that's more of a textbook definition. That's how Fabian and I learned it. Kines 100 type of thing. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of research out there regarding hypertrophy training on how what the rep range is. And there's definitely lower and higher that I think it's just been circulating around, which hypertrophy in itself is a topic we can all di- also discuss in the future. Yeah, you can increase muscle size in the rep range of like five reps on a set. You can also increase muscle size on a set where you go to 25 reps and everything in between it's think of it as a continuum and there are optimal ranges and you know 
There's a lot to talk about that later on, though. Yeah, but the purpose for for the purpose of this episode, hypertrophy rep range would be eight to twelve. After muscle size, another common goal is someone wants to gain strength. Now, for me, a lot of clients say they want to gain strength. They might not necessarily say, "Hey, I want to become a power lifter." That's you know, there's like raw strength and there's like general strength. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are referring to general strength. They just want to be stronger, period. Um, do they want to see if they can one rep max, you know, whatever, you know, they, they usually don't mean that. Uh, but if they do, that would be more so instead of bodybuilding, more so of a powerlifting style of working out, which would be somewhat the opposite. You're not doing high, but you're doing low volume. So you're not doing as many sets generally as many sets or repetitions and you are training at a higher intensity at a higher weight and that's just the trade-off it should make sense if i if i can move a certain weight 12 times i should be able to move a higher weight you know less Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. um and for the textbook kind of definition for now that we'll use for that strength or powerlifting style the rep range we can just think about three to five reps yeah. And if you were doing one or two, you might as well just max it out that day, honestly. <laughs> Depends what the program calls for. Right. Uh, but none of the goals that we mentioned, so strength, hypertrophy, or fat loss, are exclusive from one another. They are all occurring at the same time. Um, maybe one So if you're working more strength, that might be a good focus and a good indicator when you're training and you're noticing that strength gain. Um, However, hypertrophy is still occurring and fat loss is still occurring. So don't count those out either. If if your diet is appropriate for fat Um, loss. That's also true. That's also true. That's going to be the main contributor for fat loss. Yeah. But again, that's a different episode. Yes. Um, I don't want to necessarily omit this but when we are talking about training splits we're really talking about weightlifting training um there are specific goals for people that train power and endurance and this is more of like a athletic setting i think yeah um for power endurance is more of like the cardiovascular which we're not really going to focus on this uh focus on this episode um, but I just just letting you know that power and endurance goals are also some things that people like to work on um, but what is your goal that you've been working towards in the gym? My goal is to, wasn't up there actually. Um, one of them is to be consistent. Um, that's another goal that a lot of people come into the gym to tell us about, but, um, or tell, tell me about, um, so one remain consistent, but I want to train and I like to train within, with that, like hypertrophy um bodybuilding style i'm a very big fan of doing more repetitions occasionally i'll drop down and do some low reps just because i like to test strength occasionally but i'm not seriously training strength at all i like to train for muscle size Um, but more than anything anything i'm doing i'm just trying to make sure that i work within my limits to stay pain free i don't want any more injuries i've had lots of chronic pains and aches that i currently deal with that i can avoid with certain movements, um, but I am seeking physical therapy soon enough, so don't you guys worry. 
yes, I've been telling him to go to physical therapy for a while now. And I gotta practice what I preach. I am not going to be his physical therapist for anyone that cares to know. (laughs) Cause it's just harder for you to listen. I think, (laughs) but anyway, What, what are your goals? My goals are to build strength and muscle size as well. So right now I am currently in this like power building phase where I'm doing a combination of the powerlifting style and the bodybuilding style workouts um, with my intent to powerlift by the end of the year. So I really want to build that strength. I think at the start of the year, I was trying to transition from the hypertrophy training to the more strength training. And I think powerbuilding was that good happy medium in order to get me to my ultimate goal. Nice. So basically, Michelle wants it all she wants all the size all the strength i'm just trying to like be consistent <laughs> no i want to be strong and get huge she like wants super to get jacked yoked. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing to consider aside from your main goal or goals uh is your training age and your skill level so training age um is not you know is not synonymous with how long have you been going to the gym You got Joe that's been going to the gym for 32 years. His training age is not 32 years worth of training. Training age is going to be more specific to how long you've been on some sort of regimented program or, you know, any program in which there is some aspect of periodization or progress. You know, what are you doing in order to get from point A to point B, whether it's size, strength, mobility? I mean... It doesn't matter. For all we know, he could have been training these 32 years, just all upper body and no leg day. Yeah. I mean, he could have hit arms for 32 years straight. And kudos to Joe, but (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that sort of uh, training style. (laughs) So that wouldn't count, obviously, towards his training age. Well. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I mean, I I guess he's on the program of upper body here. And then um, with training age, you want to think about your skill level. So just to make it easy, let's think of beginner, intermediate, intermediate and advanced. There's no like clear cut like, hey, you've been working out for three years. You're an intermediate lifter Um, because then you got Joe who's, I mean, 32. He's a sensei at this point. I mean, (laughs) Master Joe, um, you know. You want, can teach you all about upper body weightlifting. You want 22 inch biceps? Here's Joe. <laughs> like, oh my god, that that doesn't count. Uh, skill level, you know, we're we're really thinking about a variety of different exercises, um, proper form, uh, different use of equipment, cable machines, um, or cable pulleys, machines, dumbbells, barbells. These kinds of things are going to play into the skill level, and a little more specifically. With barbells, the skill level um, that I'm referring to is proper bar path. I'm not going to get too involved with that, but let's just say having proper form when it comes to using free weights. These things should be considered um, before you're thinking about what kind of training split, how often you should train, what kind of exercises to include. And yeah, so what what do you think your training age is, Michelle? What's your training age? <laughs> so... I have been going to the gym, like properly working out 
for six years. And I genuinely thought that my training age was six years. So when everyone asks me, I would say six years. But now that we talk about training age in this way, I would say that my training age is more three years. And the first, so if we were to thinking of thinking, if we're thinking about three years as like me present day, my first three years of weightlifting is probably learning how to weightlift, getting accommodated to like the exercises and learning the skills, what Fabian was talking about, like transitioning from machines to dumbbells to barbells. And you're, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you're always learning too. So if I have a brand new client and we train from month, you know, one to 12, along the way, they learned how to execute a deadlift, you know, a squat, whatever variations of exercises we're doing. I'm still going to count those 12 months and say like that their training age is one, assuming they haven't done anything prior to me. I'm going to still say their training age is one. So we're always still continuously learning um, just to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, but I definitely was just not kind of dabbling yeah. and dabbling. Yeah. My and... muscle size right now is not what I was six years ago. So um, I, I think that that's what I want. I want to account my first three years of training. And then I've been on a schedule. I've been on a schedule, a workout training schedule for three years, I would say consistently. Nice. And I would say that my skill level is more intermediate. I think at this point, um, I do understand some of the pre-made programs out there at the intermediate level. So that's why I would categorize myself as that. What about you? What is your training age and skill level? I've been lifting for about six or seven years. I'd say my training age is roughly four years, but it's it's broken up a lot. I kind of phase in and out of very structured exercise regimens. And I'm talking about writing every single weight that I used, um, how many repetitions, how hard did that feel, like all these different variables within training. I go from doing you know, very structured, detailed programs on my, for myself. And then I kind of fall off. Usually it's, it's something like, oh, my left shoulder's acting up again and it's hurting me or um, whatever. And I kind of stray away from my program. Um, I take either breaks or just kind of get annoyed and just go off schedule. But I'd say about four years, you know, is my training age. And my skill level, I'd say I'm intermediate. Um, I'd say the only thing that would be keeping me from being an advanced, you know, lifter is, uh, the exclusion of certain exercises that I don't do like Olympic lifts, such mm-hmm. as, you know, jerks, clean snatches. Yeah, that's I, a good point. those are very technical lifts that, um, are very athletic based and awesome to do. Um, very cool, but they do require a high level of skill or execution with a barbell that, you know, I don't have for the reason that I just simply don't care to train that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just don't want to, don't care. So I think that's the only thing that would put me in a pool under advanced. Okay. Just because I don't, I don't have or possess that skill level for those lifts. That's fair. Yeah. Those are high level movements and I, I I don't even, I don't think I would even get there, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm sure uh, you would, if you wanted to, I mean, it's, yeah. You, I just don't want to do those lifts. Yeah. Don't you could do interest. anything if you stick your mind to it. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the bulk of what we want to talk about, which is our 
last big point on what to consider for a training schedule. We're just going to talk about briefly like variations of exercises because we're going to get into the details about the training splits in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, So variations of lower body exercises are your typical squat, deadlift, leg press variations, lunges, leg curls, leg extension machine things, um, hip thrusts, hip abduction, adduction, and calves. And then upper body. I want to touch on lower body real quick. Yeah. For anyone that might have not understood, I think generally people kind of know what a squat is. I mean, you sit down and stand up for the most part. Um, Deadlift is basically the exercise in which someone tells you, hey, pick that up using your legs, not your back. People Mm. love saying that, but have no idea really what it means. But it's really that. Picking something up using your legs instead of strictly your back. Um, hip, she, uh, Michelle just mentioned hip AB or abduction and then hip AD or adduction. Um, that's just basically, that's that machine where people get like freaked out about where you sit down and you spread your legs open or you bring your knees together. That's what it is. Inner, inner out of thigh, glute muscles on the out, um, for the, when you push out, that's all that is. Um, yeah, just wanted to like throw that out there just oh, in case yeah. someone didn't immediately understand that. That's true. And you don't need a machine necessarily to do like a hip abduction and a deduction. You can do but, them with bands, um, cables, whatever you want. That particular movement is something that what we uh, wanted to talk about. And then for the upper body, um, we're going to group these into two classifications, uh, a push exercise or a pull exercise and it's literally what it sounds like push you know think of like shoving someone away pull is you're pulling that person towards you um so for an upper body push exercise we're going to think about exercises like a bench press uh any kind of bench press you can do an incline decline i mean any sort of uh, a regular flat bench press um an overhead press pushing something above your head chest flies that's Think about hugging a huge tree, bringing your arms closer together. Um, you can do dips. There's chest dips. There's tricep dips. Any sort of work on your triceps um, and any sort of work on your shoulders on the front side and the and on the side. So different kinds of shoulder raises would be considered an upper body push movement. And then for the pull movements, um, think about, like I said, anything you're pulling. So you can do a lat pull down, um, which very similar uh the closest thing to a pull-up doing chin-ups same thing any sort of row uh there's different seated rows cable row machines you can do a bent over rows any kind of row really um you can do shrugs for your upper traps um depending on how you do them different muscles get worked out there uh face pulls that's another cool exercise that you can do for your upper back the mid back um, and some rotator cuff stuff, uh, your biceps, all of these would be grouped up into pull exercises. And that was just like a few to mention, but there's really way, way, way more exercises in that like selection. Um, yeah. yeah. I, on, when you mentioned the bench pressing, like decline, incline, or just flat, a previous professor of mine actually said that it was counterproductive to do all three 
inclined benches on the same day. I don't know how true that is um, because the muscle that you're working with the bench has different fibers, muscle fiber directions, and they get targeted in different ways depending on the angle. So that is something to consider too when you're training is like maybe you want to split up your different angled bench press days. And then also a clinical pearl on the shoulder raise exercises, um, which I think is another topic for later as well, is uh, if shoulder raise exercises are not done safely, they can land you in PT. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're one of the more problematic exercises yeah. if someone is doing them incorrectly. Um, there's definitely certain exercises that... Um, put you in more vulnerable positions. Yeah. Uh, we're all built differently, guys. So remember that sometimes, you know, something that doesn't feel the best uh, for you might be completely fine for someone yeah. else. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there's certain shoulder raises that for sure are going to land you in PT and where I'm going to be headed. In, in <laughs> general, though, with the exercises that we both listed, just proceed with caution. Like, you know your body the best, not no matter what you see on social media or what anyone tells you. So just proceed with caution and obviously modify exercises if you need. Like, you, I don't expect anyone to be, what, barbell squatting. So just find what like works on the first day. For, yeah. <laughs> like, you just learned what a barbell was. Like, take it easy. Consult a professional. Use your... Um, most gyms have a complimentary gym session that they give you. Make yeah. use out of it. Consult a professional. Yeah. Ask somebody. Yeah, for sure. That's also another good thing to know before starting your program. <laughs> and the next thing is, so after goal setting and assessing your training age and skill level, all right, now it's like, okay, cool. What do I do? How, like, should I do chest every day? Should I do arms every day like Joe? Like, what should I do? <laughs> Joe. Um, yeah, if... Joe's the only exception to this. He doesn't need to hear any of this. He's just going to do arms. So Sorry if your name is Joe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to me, it was just a, picked an arbitrary Master name. Joe. <laughs> um, the next thing to consider is what is your availability? Like, do you have seven days a week to work out? Are you a very busy person? You only have two days a week to work out? You know, like, what is your availability? And what can you, like, how can you structure your workout split in order to maximize your time in the gym. Yeah. Are you working 40 hours a week? Do you have kids to take care of or a family to take care yeah. of? Um, those things in your daily life are considerations when it comes to yeah. set aside, setting aside time to go to the gym. Yeah. Or like, are you a high schooler? Do you have seven days a week that you can dedicate to get absolutely yoked? Yeah. You like, know? like, can you do that? When you're in school, you're in school from like what? 7 8 a.m to 3 p.m like that's a good chunk of your day so yeah. yeah um but if you only had one day a week yeah to train that would be mostly focused on like a full body workout it would it may be long because that's the only day you can train and it can be pretty intense pretty taxing on the body um because you're trying to tack tackle every single muscle group in one day in yeah, one long one session. session so that is if you had one day a week but you can still make it productive even though it's a long and taxing workout because you have the remainder of the week to um just kind of take it easy recover or attend to your daily life yeah whatever the 
whatever you can make it to the gym, you know, is you know, kind of the idea is like, that's what we're going to work with. One day a week is better than zero days a week. Two days a week is better than one day a week and so yes. forth. There is a threshold though. Um, there is a threshold and that's dependent on the things we talked about before. Um, but yes, if you're making it one day a week to the mm -hmm. gym, it's probably best to do a full body workout. Yeah. That way you get to hit every single muscle in your every major muscle group in your body once for that week. How about for if someone says they got two days a week, what kind of split would you recommend? If they had two days a week, I would probably recommend two full body days because still the frequency in which you're going to the gym is still low. So full body day and a full body day and and or an upper lower body day. So if you have the full body day, the two full body days, you would have to make sure to hit all your major muscle groups, upper body and lower body in one single session, two times a week. Mm. Um, if you had an upper body, lower body day, you can at least separate all the upper body exercises one day and lower body exercises the other day. Yeah. So with option one, doing two full body days in a week, you get to stimulate all the muscle groups twice. Yeah. Um, however, with the other option, with those two days, you only get to stimulate fully, you know, the whole body once, you know, once yeah. was the upper body and once was the lower body, but you get to do more exercises per area Yeah. since you're splitting it up. Um, but again, it's going to depend on, can you recover in time enough to hit this muscle group again? Um, it all depends. The next one will actually conclude with today's episode just because there's so much more to talk about on so uh, before we end part one i want to talk about if you have three days available which is a very common availability for people to work out let's say monday wednesday friday as an example if you are a little more on the intermediate side if you're very good with recovering from muscle soreness um you know three full body days isn't out of the question mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend, you know, on a if you had four days, I wouldn't recommend you doing four full body days um, unless it's very carefully, you know, programmed. Mm -hmm. But I'd say three full body days is a good option. Everything in the body gets stimulate, stimulated three times for that week. Mm -hmm. You can do a very popular um, split, which is called legs push pull, or think about it as lower body, upper body push, upper body pull. Um, refer to those exercises that I mentioned earlier. So legs push pull, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then you can start playing with it a little differently, depending on what your goals are. Let's say, let's say you want to get your legs, you know, stronger, thicker, bigger thighs, bigger quads, all that stuff. A lot of girls are super into that nowadays. So you can do a, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, a lower body day. Wednesday, you'll be doing an upper body day. And then Friday, another lower body day. So you work out the lower body twice mm -hmm. and then the upper body once. Vice versa, you could do an upper body day mm -hmm. Monday, lower body day Wednesday, upper body day Friday. So right. you can choose, pick and choose which one you want to focus on that week if it's lower body or upper body, which I didn't know existed until Fabian told me about it. So <laughs> I mean, it's you can structure it however you want. Um, it's dependent on what your goal is, does it make sense also? Because 
you know, you want to be efficient with it. So if I want to grow, let's say a bigger chest, mm -hmm. would it be optimal if I trained chest every single day? Yes, no. What does the science say? Um, probably not. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, muscles do need sufficient rest. That's why you, it's a good idea to think about alternating muscle groups. And that's why legs push pull is a very good one because yeah. you can really tax and stimulate certain parts of the body while letting them rest and then the next time hitting a different muscle group and so forth. But for three days a week, you could you can do three full body days, legs push pull, or that variation where it's two lowers or one uh, one lower day with the others being upper body days. If you are training four times a week, you're just gonna have to wait till the next episode. Oh man. <laughs> So we will talk about higher frequency training days in our next episode, as well as some common questions that we get asked about training splits. And couple, you'll get to, yeah, we got you get to learn a little bit more about us and our training as well. Yeah, you'll get to hear what we do for our split and what we recommend and so forth. Yeah, I just wanted to say shout out to my dad who actually inspired this episode for today because he was actually asking me a lot of these questions. And I was like, well, dad, you're just going to wait till our podcast comes out. Shout out to all of my clients. I hear these questions all the time. And I love nothing more than to explain why it is, you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it. So yeah, shout out to all y'all too. Thank you for tuning in to our third episode and we will talk to you guys in the next one. And if you have any questions, follow us at couple of kinesiologists on Instagram and feel free to DM us. All right. Till the next one, get yoked. See ya.